0: Looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, hey, hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We're excited to talk about some uh, baseball, some softball, and maybe a little bit about basketball. We'll see what we have time for. But before we get kicked off, I need to bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Chuck, what's happening, man? Ah, not much, man. So I had a uh, a game for us to play tonight for the listeners, Okay.
2: Oh, so, right.
1: yeah, listeners, apparently Lane and I have words that we say a lot. So we're <laughs> going to over under how many times I say absolutely and how many times Lane says so. Um, So I'm going to say Lane will say so at least 25 times tonight. How many how many times do you think I'll say absolutely, Lane?
2: I'm going to go conservative and say nine. Nine. Okay. Okay. All right. Well,
1: well listeners, we'll, we'll, uh, y'all kind of along with us as the night goes and let's just see what happens. But, Lane, man, tell us what's going on with you.
2: Uh, well, Chuck, we are actually, I'm recording from, uh, the Hope Lodge here in Jackson. Uh, we are at UMMC with my mother in law. So she has, uh, she's had a battle with multiple myeloma for a few years now, but it's kind of come back. And so we're up here just trying to uh, get the treatment that she needs and get her taken care of so she can get back to Hattiesburg. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not going to be able to stop, guys. I'm going to go over <laughs> Chuck's number. But uh, listeners, I actually asked Chuck and Pay if it was okay if I shared this. We're having a blood drive for my mother-in-law, and we're doing it on Thursday. This upcoming Thursday, the date... See, I've already forgotten the date.
1: March 16th.
2: March 16th, that's right. It'll be March 16th. It's on Lincoln Road at the Lincoln Center. If you're coming from like Hattiesburg, coming down Lincoln Road, you would go just past the... Venture. The church. Yeah, you go just past Venture, and it's on your left, Lincoln Center. They're going to set up there and do a blood drive from 11 to 4 on Thursday the 16th. And yeah, we would appreciate your donation if you're willing to. So that would be awesome. Um, the, the blood donated that's a match for my mother-in-law will be used for her, but the blood donated that's not a match for her uh, will go back to the cancer center. So all your donations will stay here in Hattiesburg to help cancer patients
1: awesome and eagle eagle nation this is a great family um we absolutely love this family so if you can go by and donate do that um mary lois is is lane's wife and she's definitely the better half um yeah so no, just kidding <laughs> just kidding but for real if you can if you can go donate go donate we challenge y'all lane you're going to donate aren't you
2: i am i'll be there at 11
1: okay so he'll so if be you want right to donate
2: now. next to the King, baby, show king. up at eleven. Elvis is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Well, man, if there's anything any of us can do for you or ML um or her mom, please just let us know. You know, don't don't be afraid to reach out.
2: We'll do. I hope to see all of you there on uh on Thursday. On Thursday.
1: For sure. Um, well, Lane, uh, shifting gears a little bit i guess uh you got us a guest tonight
2: Yeah man we got um i brought in a guest named Scotty Castle Scotty is a big southern miss fan we're going to introduce him here and get him get him in with us here so welcome to the show Scotty
1: Hey glad to be here welcome
2: Glad to have you, man. Well, Scotty, we like to ask all of our guests a couple questions here. The first one we like to ask is, "Why are you an everyday Eagle?"
3: I mean, to be honest, my first memory is at the Rock. I'm pretty sure. Depends on the day between that and a train station, and I just I just remember I think it was Derek Nix running in a touchdown at. If I looked at the schedule, and I think it was against Houston. I just remember in my little baby brain thinking, "Wow, this place is rocking." And it was bright, and ever since then, I grew up going to Southern Miss games. Grew up during the Bauer era, uh, you know, Sal Fedora era, and my brother actually coached under Ellis Johnson in first year Todd Munkin. So. And I I went to Southern Miss and I got my degree in sustainability, a minor in architecture there. I live in Hattiesburg currently. So yeah, I just kind of I don't know, my entire life is just kind of weirdly revolved around Southern Miss Southern Miss stuff, not really on purpose. It just kind of happened. So just kinda of stuck with it. Really love the university, love the sports teams, love just the general scrappy vibe of the fan base and the sport and uh, sports in
2: general there. Awesome, awesome. And our next question is: uh, What is your favorite Southern Miss moment? Um,
3: everyone has like you know the LSU Super or uh, LSU Regional and all that, but really mine was uh, the UAB game where we just after losing twenty three straight, we just opened up a can of uh, opened up a can of whoop butt and just beat them sixty three to twenty seven. It was the only game my brother. While he was a graduate assistant for the football team, is the only game they won. So it just kind of meant a lot to like me and my family at the time, and it was kind of like the moment where we kind of got out of the true, true dark ages of Southern Miss athletics. So that game kind of sticks out to me as my favorite Southern Miss
2: moment. And it was a good game, man. That was fun. A oh lot my of
3: gosh,
1: it was great yeah Absolutely. If if you want to hear about that go listen to last week's where are they now with nick mullins and he talks about that a little bit
2: he does nick was a fun interview he guys was. we need to yeah listeners you're gonna to want to check that one out that was a fun that was one of my favorite ones we've done so far sure So um well all right scotty tell us a little bit about yourself man what uh what do you do where you at now how often can you make it to the peat or read green all that tell us a little bit about yourself well
3: uh i mean i i uh got a job at a, or i begged for a job at an architecture firm in town and they felt sorry enough for me to give me a job so got a job there uh i currently i bought a house in town i live within a mile of campus so uh, me and my girlfriend, we go out to the Pete and Reed Green quite often. I think I've only missed, I think I've only missed two games at the Pete this season. So I'm there pretty often, and I went to Reed Green for all but I think the NI, like when we played Mobile and stuff like that. So I've, I mean, I've been, I've been going pretty frequently.
2: Good deal, man. Glad to have you on.
1: Yes, welcome, man. We're Thank glad you. to hear. Well, I think I heard a knock at the door, Lane. I think we have uh the mailman coming in.
2: Did we forget the mailman today or did you remember him,
1: Chuck? I remembered him. He's coming in. I I'm so
4: <laughs> glad that you guys actually remembered me.
1: I did. You make I, I one, feel one mistake, mistake.
2: Never let it get up. It's
1: yeah, all right.
4: Well, it's okay, Chuck. We still love you.
1: I appreciate it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we've actually got a few questions here. Our first question comes from Steve in Laurel, and he asked, why can't we beat South Alabama?
2: it's oh, <laughs> a loaded question, they, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with the anger of the fact we missed the NCAA tournament, y'all think, does it?
4: Uh, no. Because no. we could well, beat no. South I Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not has nothing to do oh,
2: with that man all right who wants to go first on this one uh,
1: scotty do you want to take a first stab man or i mean
3: you know sports is 90 percent they just played better mm-hmm. on the field court you know park where wherever whatever they beat us and everything but i mean you know i think there is a little bit of like a Pathology there within like Southern Miss sports, we kind of have always had that one team we just that always derails our mm. season. Whether growing up, it was kind of like UAB yeah. Rice for me.
2: Oh, and, it was. Hey, I think.
3: It, I mean, you know, that little ten percent can really uh, that little 10%, that a little ten percent that mental little pathology about that one team can can have an impact. But the other ninety percent is they just play better when we meet up. there's for sure. Don't know what else to say.
2: Steve, I think South Alabama made a deal with the devil himself. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh. <laughs> honestly, I think what we have here is the perfect storm of South Alabama. They hadn't had football for very long mm-hmm. at all. Mm. I think we've had the perfect storm of they caught us when we were down in football. Right, like we've been down for the past few years. We're kind of we're, – we're trending up. I, I expect us to reverse the South Alabama trend we have. But mm-hmm. they called us in football when we were down. And they're – quite frankly, they they were trending up a little bit. In baseball, they're always good. I mean, honestly,
0: right.
2: I, I think it's a toss-up every time we play them. But for some reason, South Alabama, man, they play like the New York Yankees when right. they play us in baseball. They get out there and they just – I mean, they'll have dudes batting 120 on the season who just barrel up every pitch we throw. It's crazy. They, I don't know. For whatever reason, in their head, they just play better against us than they, than they have all year. And then in basketball, um, I just think it was a combination of, of we were on the road. Both times we lost to them. And they had the big guy, and they had the guy out wide who could hit the threes. And they... They go down low to the big guy, we have to cave in there for him, kick it out there for the three-point man, and nobody's there. And yeah. I just think they they played that strength that they had. I think they found a weakness that we had, and I think they just exploited it both times they played us. So, um, you know, uh, mentally there might be something there. I don't – I kind of refuse to think that our Division One athletes have a – have a mental block in their head about South Alabama. You know, I mean that does happen sometimes if you've lost somebody enough. I don't think we've lost to them enough. I think they just like for that to be an issue, I just think they've taken advantage of mismatches and they've caught us in some down ticks and this year even in the uptick they found some mismatches that they took advantage of. So that's that's my answer. Chuck, what about you?
1: I know, I agree completely. I think it's all um uh, what's that old saying sports is ninety five percent physical and fifteen percent mental um it's
2: uh, <laughs> and a hundred and ten
1: percent that's effect. right yeah hundred ten percent effort <laughs> so I think it's it um i think you know i don't I don't think South Alabama has any powers over us i just think um it just happens i mean like it it just happens it's so frustrating it is it is um. Especially in baseball. It, I just felt like we couldn't get over oh that my for a while gosh. in baseball.
2: It does seem like almost a, a like, I don't know, man. Like, a I don't want to say we're cursed, but it seems almost like a supernatural thing. Every time we play them, the worst thing that can possibly happen, happens every time.
1: And they play us hard. You, ever notice that? you know, they don't, I mean, they throw their best at us. Because they want
2: the beat you know. Pete, hey, weigh in on the topic. What you think? I
4: mean, I can't disagree uh, on that. Especially, you know, when it comes to baseball, you know, typically we've always played them midweek, and they've really, you know, like Chuck said, they've always come come with full force at us. You know, they're they're def- definitely desperate to beat us, even in the seasons where they weren't that good. You know, yeah. they were still noticeably – they always came out on top, you know. Uh, that That's just kind of how I look at it. So I'm really interested to see, like, how we do, you know, whenever we're putting A our – weekend series uh,
1: now, yeah.
4: The weekend series, when we're putting the Tanner Hall, the Nico Maza, you know, all them against South Alabama. So I, I'm very interested to see what we do against them on these weekend series from now on, so – hopefully we can uh can break that i would like i said i wouldn't call it a curse either but you know it, it just seems in the past few years it's definitely been a, a sweet victory uh, the past couple of times we've beaten them in baseball so that's just my opinion
1: who knows mm-hmm. it's a new year
4: it is new year. new year new season you know hey
1: that's what Cubs fans say. Hey, and we finally won it in twenty sixteen. Thank you very much. They, hey, they, 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 they I appreciate sure it. I
2: uh, mm-hmm. we don't have to wait a hundred years for it. Hey. Like that, y'all it, ma- it made it sweet.
1: <laughs> it made it sweet. Oh, we did. Right. <laughs> right. right. Um, it's almost like what do we do now? We've won the World Series. What do we hope for? You know? But.
4: Mm.
1: Well, uh Peyton, any other questions?
4: We do. We have a listener by the name of Andy. He actually sent in a couple of questions. Andy. First question that he asked was, does Southern Miss football do a military appreciation night for all the veterans in the local area? If not, they should. I'm actually a Navy uh, CB on the Gulf Coast and would be interested in joining in.
1: Uh, well, Andy, first off, thank you so much for your service. We appreciate that. Um, Go Mm -hmm. Navy Uh, Peyton and I love veterans We do a lot of work with them Um, Short answer is yes they do Um, They have military appreciation night Uh, They usually do like a flyover um, Some sort of Real special thing On the field for military And then they uh, always encourage um, Season ticket holders When they're buying their tickets To buy an extra ticket for a veteran Um, So just call the ticket office And say hey I'm a veteran Can you let me know and we'll make sure to put it on Facebook, too, when that day is going to be. They do it for baseball, softball, right. basketball. I mean, they the women just had their military appreciation night probably two, three weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, all the sports do it. Uh, Southern Miss loves their veterans. Uh, we've got one of the best, um, you know, what is it, top ten paid in the country for or for uh veterans coming back to school for the GI yeah. Bill and stuff like that? Military yeah. schools. Top yeah. ten in military mm-hmm. schools. So Southern Miss is very invested in veterans. Um, the baseball team even wears uh American Eagle jerseys when they have their military night. So definitely, definitely check it out for sure. For sure.
4: All right, and then uh Andy's second question. He asked, does Southern Miss have a powerlifting team? I'm actually coaching a powerlifting team and have really become interested in the sport. That's
2: so a great I've been question. doing, yeah. I, luckily, I got a heads up. This question was Cummings. It requires a little research here. Um, I'm on our athletics page right now. I don't see anything about powerlifting. Um, actually, I even looked at. Now, this is Wikipedia. That's the only place I can find like an actual list here of NCAA-sanctioned events. And I'm not seeing it on this either, like an NCAA-sanctioned powerlifting event. I do know some people get like weightlifting scholarships sometimes. Um, but in terms of that, now, I did look up, and there are some collegiate powerlifting teams out there. I just don't think we have one. I don't know if they're sanctioned by NCAA, how that all works. I wish I knew more on it. Kind of limited on the information out there. I'm looking at, but you know, guys, I coached powerlifting for a while. Do you know that? I
1: did not know that. Really? Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, I coached it for a while. It's it's a fun sport, man. You get to, it's rewarding. uh, Coaching a group, you know, a group of young men or young women, especially when they hit a new personal record on something. There's a lot of excitement there. What's your
1: personal record, Lane? Uh, But
2: uh, you know, it Oh, Chuck, I don't wanna embarrass any young power lifting kids out there listening. I wanna throw right now y'all have no reason to believe I don't bench press five hundred pounds. Why would I why would I prove why you any I'm other alive? way, right? So Get on camera and you know, do it. Man. Do it right,
1: turn on the camera. We'll leave,
2: yeah, yeah, we'll leave that information <laughs> out there, but uh
1: <laughs> two burritos. I can lift two burritos at the same time. <laughs>
2: I oh uh,
1: Twenty reps of one. Uh, chicken, yo, <laughs> That's right. Two,
2: hey, two that does get bars. tiring after a while. And all that dipping. But, <laughs> but to, answer, <laughs> to answer your question, though, Andy, there's a like, there's kind of, there's some NCAA sanctioned events, and then there's some events that are almost club level events. Like Southern Miss had a rugby team that used to play other schools whenever I was there. Um, or when I was in school, I assume it's still happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it would be something like that. Like if it's more of a club yeah. sport here, or if it's, uh, or if it's an actual NCAA, again, I was using Wikipedia is the only place I found like an actual list of sanctioned NCAA sports. Uh, you know, that's not the most reliable thing in the world. So I don't even know what the status is for powerlifting around the country, really. Um, and I think the reason why is it's such an individualized sport, yeah. right? Like, you get team scores and you get points based off where you finish the count for your team, and that's awesome. But, um, I mean, there comes a point where your best powerlifters are probably going to go on the U.S. circuit and start competing in U.S. events by the time they're in college. I mean, the uh, most likely, your top powerlifting people, anyway, their are college age, are probably on these U.S. teams and all that, getting ready to compete for bigger prizes. Right. You know, like bigger, bigger stages than than an NCAA tournament. So, um I think that's probably why it's not. It's there are schools that have powerlifting teams. I, so, long story short, there are schools that have powerlifting teams. I don't know exactly how all that works out or how it's sanctioned. Southern Miss, to my knowledge, does not have one. Um, so, And I think that's probably because it's really an individualized sport. It's a team aspect, but it's individual scores. Uh,
1: that's, that's good
4: good
2: question. Have. Thanks for your service yeah, again, you, Andy. Andy. <laughs> we appreciate-
4: all right. Yeah, that's all the questions we got for well, this thanks, week. Well, thanks, Mailman Pate. thank you guys for having me
2: thank you mr mailman all right boys y'all ready to dive into some sports let's Let's roll all right let's fire up the old holy cow segment holy cow let's go guest first tonight Chuck. i'm gonna take it away from you i'm gonna make scotty go first here scotty what Southern Miss athlete made you say, holy cow, over the past week?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Edsel. Um I mean, he, uh, he's been kind of the main thing consistent with the baseball team, in my opinion, this season. And it's really nice to have that. And, uh, I mean, there are several points this weekend where, whether it was a stolen base or an RBI triple, he just – he can single-handedly with one swing change Mm. the momentum of the game. So, I mean, I think he's paying dividends. I think he's paying dividends for us, and I think he'll continue to be consistent, which in baseball you can't ask for much more.
1: And dude is so fast. Yeah, you wouldn't think somebody that big is that fast. Like, he hit that ball down the line and he was thinking triple halfway down to first and you know we were like hopefully get a double boy never had let up send up triple so
2: you know what's amazed me the most about etzel is to me his hitters iq is through the roof like a lot of guys coming over from JUCO are going to have their bumps. I'm sure he looks at his average and wishes it was a little bit higher than it was. Come When you see the stats he had coming from his junior college, he's used to elite, elite numbers there. But, guys, I, I mean, the fact that he can come over from junior college and hit the way he is, he is very intelligent at the play. It seems to me like he goes to the plate with a plan every time. And if you get him off his plan, he'll take what you give him. That's that to me. That's what I see. I mean, would y'all agree with that? I I think his hitter IQ is definitely,
3: yeah. It it, he's he's probably one of the best baseball players I've ever seen here. And it's been
1: four, it's been what 15 games, yeah. But and and I think Lane, and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, um, a a little a while ago oh, was like God. y'all. I really hope this guy commits this other miss because I think he's going to be a standout player. And everybody's like, Chuck, don't, no, no." I was like, "I'd rather." No I was like, "I'd rather have this guy than take Parker." Like, you know, and that's saying a lot.
2: Chug, don't I mean, sprain your it, arm. I, I, I,
1: I, I, back I have so to far. do it because nobody else will. I'm just saying. Me and Scott Barry, me and Scott Berry, are the only one that believed in him.
2: So interesting stat here, guys, on Ethel. He had a hit in every single game last week. At least one hit. So including a double and a triple against Valpo. So guy can rake.
1: What? Nothing. Nothing. Um No, the guy can do dude. He can he can hit and he can run, he can steal bases. Uh, I yeah. I would almost do would you lead him at leadoff since he's been so consistent?
3: Yeah, him and Dustin Dickerson and back to back are are, they're lethal for good, they're lethal for starting good start or getting good starts going.
2: Yeah, I mean, 308 leading off and then 351 right right after. Yeah, yeah, I like what. All right, Chuck, what gold eagle made you say, holy cow? Well, I'm going to
1: show love the two, if that's all right. It's going to be because, yeah. Uh, you always write the rule. I mean, you know, play. I have seniority, so, you know, I get to write right rule every now and then. Uh, Dustin Dickerson obviously gets my first nod. Um, coming through clutch with that home run. Uh, I think it's a third of his career, right? Yeah, a third of his career.
2: Third of his career, it's his first one and every I, year.
1: I I meant to. I want to find out because you know that that call right before kind of was a outside strike, and he kind of got mad, and uh, he took it out on the ball. Luckily, but when he was coming down third, he was saying something and patting his chest, and I don't know if he was talking to the umpire, if he was talking to his players, if he was talking to himself, or what. I'd love to know what he said.
2: I'm about 95% sure he was talking I'm about 95% fire.
1: sure as well. And so that's why yeah.
2: And I think I, distinctly, I had to watch it on TV as we were here in Jackson, but I, they showed it in slow-mo and I distinctly saw him say below knees. So I think, I think the pitch was low yeah. the pitch before and he called it. A sh- I think Dustin was pounding his chest and like, and like that's what happens when I pitch it wow. below the knees. Yeah. Or something. He said, like, that's what I gathered but, from it. There might have been explicatives in there, too. It was but. a clutch
1: home run. I mean, it was the tie of the game, it it gave us all the momentum. I mean, you just felt the air come out of Valpo on that home run. So,
3: right before that home run, I saw a bunch of, I saw three buzzards circling the stadium. <laughs> and then when they landed, he hit the home run. So, I think that might be our rally battle. the buzzards. I'm to jinx it. Just watch watch out, out for the buzzards. buzzards. <laughs> the rally's
2: buzz. The mustard right, buzzards. Right. <laughs> If they're gonna call us let's that, take pride let's pride take pride in it, sure. man. The rally.
3: They're circling yeah. around our expectations. No, no. There we'll you go.
2: go. And uh <laughs> when the Buzzards lay right. the ball lands, baby.
1: <laughs> my my second one, I'm gonna give it to uh Hannah Borden on the softball team. I think she hit uh two home runs this week. So congrats, Hannah. Way to way to get on fire. Um the girls are starting to click. Uh we'll go into that in just a little bit, but they're starting to click, so I'm excited. What about you, Lane?
2: All right, both of those both of those are good ones. Yeah, I saw Hannah's earlier. I was I was debating giving her her my holy cow player, but I thought we could only go with one there, Chuck. So. Never,
1: never. You can <laughs> always go with one or two. It, it's they, they got to be different sports, so We'll make that the rule.
2: I gotta go with Nico Maza for my go. Nico against Valpo on Sunday. Seven innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one run given up, uh, two walks, and here's the number. Ready guys, eleven. I said eleven strikeouts. The man himself, Nico. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's right. The MRA product was feeling it on Sunday, boys. So um and he's just a sophomore. It's exciting. It's fun to watch, Um, and statistically, guys, right now, you know, you hate to say somebody's better than somebody or he's the best, whatever. But by numbers, yeah, by the numbers, Nico Maza has been our best pitcher this year. One ninety six ERA. Sorry, 1.96. That sounds bad. 100 nice uh, 1.96 uh, 1, 1. 1.96 <laughs> ERA. <laughs> 1. ERA. Um, Page
1: getting trigger happy on them. He, he's getting a little excited.
2: Uh, 23 innings pitched, 31 strikeouts. Um, just fantastic numbers by Nico. He's really, really kind of finding himself. And he's, th- on the, uh, and, and he's faced the most batters. Oh wow! Season two, so and and has the lowest batting average against him. All around, guys, the numbers are pointing to Nico having a really special season so far. And if you'll remember, even I would say his worst outing was probably Illinois.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, they they touched him. Up.
1: That was everybody's worst outing, I think.
2: I mean, yeah, his worst outing was Illinois, but when you look at it comparatively. He had better outing against Illinois than most of the other guys did. So he's really he's holding his own guys. He's he's a huge advantage every Sunday when you consider everybody else's Sunday stars probably not even in the same league as he is. Any thoughts on Nico guys?
1: And I'm with you. I mean, I'm glad he's
3: I'm glad he's out in depth cuz we need it. Really, if we yeah. get two more solid pitchers out of our young bullpen this season with just mid-season improvements. I think I think the pitching depth problem we've been seeing is going to just kind of slowly fade away. But
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. The bullpen, a little bit. If we can bolster that bullpen just a little bit, we're going to be – we. the sky's not falling yet. <laughs> I know Southern Miss fans, right. we're all – you know, on edge right now. I think the sky's not. We're far. always on edge.
3: What do you mean?
2: Yeah, that's right. We can be undefeated right now. We'd still be mad about something. So, uh, we'll we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Though, let's let's fire up the old can't wait segment here. Can't wait, Chuck. Take it away.
1: All right. Uh, I've got one can't wait, but it's it's but it's combined so. Um, I'm going to call this, I'm going to call this revenge week for Southern Miss. So the guys play Southeastern tomorrow night and Southeastern Louisiana beat, uh, the Lady Eagles last week. Um, and the Lady Eagles play Ole Miss on Wednesday night. So I can't wait for revenge to happen for the guys to beat the Southeastern and the girls to beat Ole Miss and get, a. Uh, Get some revenge back on those two teams.
2: That's really interesting scheduling, huh? Yeah. That doesn't happen often, I feel it's like.
1: Not often.
2: Interesting. We see what you did there, Athletic Department. Right. <laughs> All right, Scotty, what about this week makes you say I just can't wait?
3: Uh going back to the pitching depth thing, I wanna see how our bullpen does against uh Texas State. I just kinda Want to see how we do in general? Uh, Texas State they got got they got a really good hitting squad. They let me see. They got a really good hitting squad, but they haven't really played anyone. Um, their strength of their opponents cumulative record this season is. I'm pulling it up now. It's only it's 82 and 100, which I mean isn't is 243rd in the country. So they played a really easy schedule, and the teams that they have lost to, that they've lost series to, like Oral Roberts, like uh, they've lost to the UTSA, and also, yeah, those are the only two teams they've really racked losses against. But it really kind of seems that, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out how to say this really kind of seems they've played an easy schedule and in some of these games, they've given up like 18, 19 runs. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, so, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see one, how our batters handle their star pitcher. Dude has pitched 17, yeah, dude has pitched 17 innings and has an ERA of 0. 0.51, which is insane. So, I'm kind of interested to see how we're going to handle him on. I think he starts on Friday, but also I want to see how our pitching depth and our new pitchers handle a team that is very focused on hitting. So it's just gonna it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be a really interesting series. That series, I'd be glad if we came away. I'd be glad if we came away with uh, two wins there. I mean, it's they're they're a really good team, best team in the Sun Belt last year. So we'll, we'll uh I mean, we'll just see how that goes. Can't wait.
2: Can't wait. Oh, fantastic answers there. Guys, my can't wait is I can't wait to see us start the Sun Belt era for Southern Miss baseball. And this Sun Belt era is going to be just a breath of fresh air, I think. It's going to be super competitive. I think the Sun Belt might be the best uh, group of five conference in the country when it comes to baseball. Um you know there are some people that might would make an argument the Americans up there too but i think the sun belt's probably the best group of five conference i would put a, our conference up against a lot of power 5 conferences and say we mm-hmm. might um i think this is a elite conference for baseball i think we have just fantastic teams top to bottom like guys i could see I'm just going to name off several teams here that I could see getting an automatic bid without even having to win the conference tournament. Uh, Texas State, first off, we play them this weekend, right? It's going to be a crazy atmosphere up there. It's going to be tough. They're really, really good, as Scotty alluded to with the stat. I love stats, Chuck. Man, I
1: know. You're a nerd. Scotty,
2: Scotty, you might be my favorite guest, at least tonight (laughs) you are. So. (laughs) <laughs> I love the stats, man. I love it. Fire them out. Keep, keep them coming. Uh, Texas State's going to be tough. Um, and then you follow that up, Georgia Southern, fantastic team. Probably going to ho- pro- – They guys, they hosted a regional last year. They're probably going to be an at-large team. Uh, Coastal Carolina won the College World Series not long ago. Louisiana, Lafayette. It's so fun to hate them, and they hate us back. And it's just such a huge rivalry there. A lot of fun there. And then South Alabama, they'll have their years where they're ranked and where they're not. And, guys, Troy was one of the last unbeaten teams in the country. They may have taken a loss since then. I haven't checked that yet. But they were one of the – at one point, guys, they were 10-0. Let me look that up and see.
3: They have, a, they have a really good strength of schedule, too. They're 22nd yeah. in the country. We're number six, by the way. Yeah. We're actually number five.
2: Well, Troy's 13 and three now, but at one point, guys, they were 10 and 0. Uh, they dropped one to Florida Gulf Coast and dropped one to UCF, but ended up taking the series from UCF. Guys, our conference is loaded. It's tough. Yes. Loaded. I could see us get a lot of bids come. You know, come tournament time and deserving of every one of those bids too. I, it blows my mind that right now there aren't more Sunbelt teams in the top 25. Um, but I'm excited guys. I'm excited for the Sunbelt era for us. I think we have some really natural fun rivalries in place. I look forward to the rivalry that I think is about to happen with us in Georgia Southern um, from what I've seen. Uh, I look forward to some tough matchups with Texas State I look forward to taking on coastal Carolina and a a pre you know they they won a national title a few years back I look forward to that matchup it's just gonna be fun man good time to be an eagle any thought any more thoughts of you guys on the upcoming week before we dive into each individual sport no oh, I'm good I think I'm good. All right, let's go to the roundup then. All right, guys. So I want to start out. I feel like we need to cover some basketball here, Chuck. Let's cover a little basketball. The Golden Eagle, the the women's team, unfortunately didn't make a postseason tournament,
1: which shocks
2: me. It does. It surprises Cry me. We,
1: shame.
2: Yeah, we held the a share of the conference title, but with three teams holding that share, I think they just couldn't justify putting all three of them in. Um, James Madison was certainly deserving of making it after watching them play, but you just, you wanted to see our ladies get it, man. I would have loved to have seen them get to play again on that. Even on the NIT stage or anything, I would have loved to have been there. Um, I was kind of shocked we didn't get NIT, but oh well, it is what it is. Uh, thanks again to Lauren Gross, for all she's contributed to this program. And Femi, uh Phineas, I think I pronounced her name right, Femi Phineas, um, thanks again to them for all they contributed. That's our seniors we're losing. Uh, look forward to seeing that team play again next year. And the men, well, we just can't get away from Conference USA, can we, Chuck?
1: We cannot. It, it's, it's like a it, bad it, virus. It just keeps coming I, back. Judy strikes again. <laughs> yeah.
2: He just came. Here we go, headed back to Birmingham yeah, to play the UAB Blazers, and uh, and we got them for the NIT. Um, hate that we didn't get a chance to see this team make it to the NCAA tournament, but we just didn't didn't get it done in the end. I guess it goes back to the old "Why didn't we beat South Alabama?" question. We're cursed, but <laughs> we'll get over it one day, right, Chuck? We'll, yeah, we'll we'll turn that corner. It was. I mean guys, a historic season nonetheless, man. Like the biggest turnaround probably ever. I've never even like super proud of these guys, super proud of Jay and all that they've accomplished. They are to take on a good UAB team. They're 25 and 9 overall. Um they they're they're really good. And it's good a, it's
1: teams. an interesting bracket if somehow, you know, Morehead State can beat Clemson. And we beat UAB, then Southern Miss could host uh, NIT Brown. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, that's, it's possible. It's possible. Um, which would be fun. It'd yeah. be fun to see our guys again. It goes back to what I said last time any postseason is still good. Right. You want to get your guys more playing time.
1: And you get a little bit of money, you know?
2: Yeah. So if you could make it over there Tuesday night, guys, that. Uh, well, by the time this airs, that game will be over. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> listeners, Dang, <I> <laughs> listeners. Hopefully, 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 you're hearing everything I'm saying, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we just beat them last night." Yeah. Hopefully, that's what you're saying, we'll find out. I guess. I don't see a need in like breaking down the matchup no, or anything. No. like that. Um, but whatever happens Tuesday night, guys, proud of that basketball team for, for sure. sure. That um, Chuck, why don't you take softball and catch us up in softball world? All
1: right, let's see. So your Lady Eagles are so far they're fifteen and five on the year. Morgan Livestock still leading with eight and four record in pitching. Um, we were uh, they lost to Jackson State and Southeastern Louisiana, like I said earlier. Um, but you know the offense is starting to come alive. You know we have got some doubles and triples and. Jenna Lee, Natalie Taylor, Hannah Borden all hit home runs this week. I may be missing somebody. Uh, they play Ole Miss in Hattiesburg Wednesday. And Ole Miss, you know, they're 13-11, and 11 and they're currently on a five-game losing streak. So I'm hoping we can make it a six-game losing streak. So if you get the chance – I just pulled a lane right there. Um, never So hopefully when you're listening to this, that we are celebrating a Southern Miss win – and the Ole Miss Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks, whoever they are, are headed back north um, with a loss. So,
2: hey, something else to mention here too, Chuck. Stat wise, Natalie Taylor hit two bombs last week. She, I know you mentioned she hit a homer. She actually hit two. That jumped off the stat page to me, and she hit like three. I want to say three sixty four. Offense is
1: clicking, man. If if. She's good. If we could get one more, if, if Jana Lee or, um, I can't remember the other pitcher's name, it just left me, uh, could join Morgan. Morgan? No, uh, no, no. Paige
0: Kilgore? Paige
1: Kilgore, thank you. Paige Kilgore. Yeah. If we could get one of those girls to just be on fire, man, I, I think this team has a chance to go all the way, Seriously, sincerely. I mean, the talent's there, the defense is there, the coaching's there, Um Morgan. You know, it's it's on fire right now. Um so
2: if, Well the offense is there. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. So and
2: you know, we talk a lot about Morgan. Morgan pitched against uh we played Brown first and then we played Jackson State for two games and then southeastern Louisiana. Uh in those games that she pitched in, she only gave up one run in the first game to Jackson State, and in that game she had nine strikeouts. And then she got touched up a little bit by Southeastern. Southeastern got to her, but man, she has been very impressive. She's good. And we've already talked a lot about Jana Lee all season and the type of player she is. She's special. So, uh, really good, really good softball team we got there. For sure. Um, And they need your support because this matchup this weekend. Is a tough one, Chuck.
1: They, they are. Uh, they, uh, they had two Louisiana, right?
2: Uh, Louisiana is coming to Hattiesburg. Oh, okay, good. Need to pack that place out. It would be so huge for those girls to bring a bunch of people to those games, guys. Just in case you don't realize how big this game is, uh, Louisiana and softball—they're the preseason favorites to win the conference. Um. And they have one, two, three, four, five, six preseason all conference, all Sun Belt team players. Six of them. Put that in comparison. None of our ladies made it to that list. Uh-huh. They had six. Uh-huh. So they are pretty much they are the preseason massive favorites. Uh, we were preseason projected to come in seventh in the conference.
1: Is Louisiana? Are they ranked?
2: Let me look that up. Dignabit. Yeah, Chuck, they are. They're tied for 24th right now with Arizona State. They so did. they are a top 25 team. Coming into Hattiesburg, and we're underdogs in this game. For sure. Um, big game, guys. Big game. I'm looking at their team right now, their stats. They got two girls who can really hit it. Number seven uh, has five homers on the season, and number 23 have five homers uh, both of them do got several of them who've hit three home really they only have one girl on their team who has not hit a home run this season one girl on the starting lineup who has um, but they haven't they faced a pretty good bit bags. Yet. that's true they steal a pretty good bit of bags on the season they've stole they've stolen 54 bags on uh 64 attempts so they run a lot. They got one girl with twenty who's twenty five for twenty six on stolen bases. Um, they're impressive offensively. Uh pitching staff wise, they got two girls with really they've got four girls with sub three ERA. So they're they're really good guys. They really are. Um, we got our work cut out for us this week. But hey, the bigger the challenge, the bigger opportunity, right? Uh right, Chuck?
1: Right. Bigger they Scottie, are. They fall?
2: Words of advice to the Lady Eagles this week there, Scotty.
3: Uh just another team. Yeah. I mean, That's right.
2: Just gotta have that approach. Yeah, All right, just... then I'll then I'll catch us up on some baseball here, guys. Um all right, so since we talked last, our baseball guys last week they dropped one to Ole Miss, eleven to five. Um, boy, that was that thing is spiraled in a hurry, didn't it? Um, then we lost another one to Valpo, and it was looking like the sky was falling last week. And then we win the next two to win the series against Valpo d1 baseball still has us as the number 25 team in the country we did drop a few spots in the rankings but we're in the rankings still um but yeah that's that's what happened last week guys we win the series against Valpo Valpo was a pretty tough team too guys they they came out aggressive swinging it uh, we put it on them pretty good Saturday we beat them eight to three Sunday we beat them 11 to five but that Friday night, man, they got us one to six. Um, seemed like a close game till they hit a grand slam on us, and it just kind of deflated the place, huh, Chuck? You were there, huh? How was the? What was the feel like?
1: Oh, uh, for sure. Um, you know, when we were when we were down, it was very very somber. I mean, you could see the guys with their heads hung up. I think when uh. I think it was Billy that gave up the Grand Slam Friday night. I mean, just the all of the air left Pete Taylor Park. Um, I, I truly believe that if we wouldn't have given up that Grand Slam, we'd have come back and won that game. Um, that was just... Yeah. It was just... And I'm not putting that on Billy Oldham at all. Um, I'm not putting that on any one person. I'm just saying that I mean, that was... To me, that was a knockout punch. And um, But Saturday they come out. You know, Scott issued a a uh, challenge in his uh, press release, our press conference right after, and said he needed nine tough guys to come out there and prove they deserve to be out there. And luckily, on on Saturday and Sunday, they did. So, yeah, he looked very unpleased in the post Oh, he was. He, uh...
2: It was almost a different side of him, huh, right. Scotty? Did you get that too?
3: Yeah, it was like the same Scott Barry that poses for the corner market uh, cardboard cutout. <laughs> very stern. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it, it, Very, I mean it was uh, almost a different side of him.
3: When he's that angry, he's still just a class. Oh, fan. absolutely! Like it, I don't know. It just, yeah, man's a role model, you know. But yeah. yeah, it. But hey, I mean they got it together that second, that second and third game, and I hope, I hope they finally are firing. Uh, I hope Billy coming back on coming back tomorrow. I feel like. We can get a solid midweek starter. I think the pressure will be taking off some young guys, and I think we'll be able to click in real nice going into conference. Because I mean, there's a good chance that this team might be better than last year's team. We've definitely had a way harder schedule in the same ranking. Yeah, uh, we so definitely have a harder schedule. The same same yeah. record. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think. I mean, this guy did does seem like it's following every time we lose, but I think that's just our na- that's just kind of our right. nature. So. We're a panicked we fan are, base. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's who we are. We're sitting there just waiting on it. Oh, uh, here it comes! Yeah. You know? Oh, you just um, have to. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just. I don't know. It's just. We 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 do kind of get like that. I've noticed that too. That's funny. But yeah. Um some top performers guys we already mentioned dustin dickerson hitting his first homer of the season really first homer of last season and this season right Ch- i think
1: so
4: um uh,
2: and Slade wilkes hit a home run uh that was a big one a big shot danny lynch boys hey if i could have daddy lynch on my fantasy team every time <laughs> we play in the in the uh um jimmy buffett jerseys i would take it so then he hits he hits dingers every time we wear those uh jimmy buffett jerseys um we also had a danny double yeah i don't know where Pate is but that's one of his favorite things on the planet wherever you are Pate, danny doubles uh and and, you know sarge had a big night the other uh, the other night he had a couple he went
1: two for four i think on friday
2: yeah, he went two for four, and then on Saturday he went one for three with an R- Or on Sunday he went one for three with an RBI. Um, hopefully he's turning the corner a little bit. Creek Robertson's still getting on base at a good percent, so it's you know it's it's coming around, guys. It's gonna it's gonna get there. I did notice Scott Berry's playing with the lineup yeah. a little bit. You um, know go
3: ahead. I'm- uh, I was just going to say, even Chris Sargent having as rough as a beginning of the season as he has, he's still third on our team as far as bringing in runs. So he's still he's still to one extent or another getting the job done, even in this slump. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Not no, yet.
2: you're good, man. All right, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point, too. That's actually something I didn't even notice. But, yeah, he's still he's bringing in RBIs. Um,
1: and if, Danny, yeah, if Danny's man. bat and Sergeant's bat gets hot and the rest of them say what they're doing, I mean this seems gonna be it's gonna be a force to reckon with.
2: Yeah, and a guy like Payto or Reese or Tate Parker, I think this outfield is gonna be interesting to watch the rest of the way, how don't do y'all? you how, I thought, how do you I like
1: Tate Parker and Reese out there at the same time?
2: I mean, we scored a bunch yeah. of runs. I'm not it's good, you yeah. know, and I love Pizza. I'm a huge tuna fan. Um, I think Scott's trying to ride the hot hand. Well, right yeah, now. But you have to. I think I think that's kind of the approach he's taken. I think he's just seeing who's having the best approach at the plate and he's riding who's who's doing yeah. it right now. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't ride out anybody who's anybody who's been benched or anybody who's had who's been promoted. I wouldn't ride out any of those people. Mm -mm. from playing meanings later I think he's literally piecing it together by who's having the best approach
1: he'll be back out there he'll be in the lineup before it's over
2: he will baseball's
1: 60 games long you gotta have a game or two absolutely yeah
2: yeah And we saw what happened when he gave Sarge a rest when was it against against uh, DBU was it he comes back hits two bombs the next day
1: Double yeah, whopper. and I think I think they interviewed Dustin after his home run, and I think it's 157 games Dustin has started. And I think yeah. it's something like that. He has a chance. He's, to break he's a
2: he's a consistent dude, man. Now,
1: Dustin's a junior, right? Yeah. So there's a chance he could be back next year.
2: Yeah. And, and guys, like I said, that's that's where we were last week last weekend. Uh, moving into this next weekend, guys, we got a true test here. Southeastern's always tough, man, and they're tough at their place. By the time this thing airs, guys, we will have already played Southeastern, and hopefully, we will have already beaten them and get ready for a huge series coming up against Texas State. Uh, Scotty, you had some good stats on on the Texas State guys. Talk to us a little bit about um this pitcher who. He is actually on the Golden Spikes watch list. They uh, yeah. they had a guy, the Golden Spikes Awards, given to the best college baseball player in the country. Tanner Hall was on that list, or is on that list. And and Texas State's Friday night guy is, too. We're about to have the battle of two guys who were on that same Golden Spikes watch list. Tell us a little bit about him, Scotty.
0: Yeah, I
3: mean, he's a, he's a right-hander... Uh, 6'2", 216, out of Houston, Texas. Uh, he's 21 years old. Uh, dude's throwing, like I said earlier, a .51 ERA um, across 17 across seventeen in, innings and some change. Um, he's logged 24 strikeouts. So, um, and he registers a 161 batting average. So, I mean, he's – I mean – I haven't watched Texas State play. I've only really watched Southern Miss and the teams that you know. That's the only teams I really have time to watch. But I mean, that stat line kind of says it all. And I mean, he very well might be the best pitcher we've played all year. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see if our bats can go in there and keep up with him. But um, there's a pretty stark drop off with Texas State after that. So I mean. We will, uh, we will see. Uh, we'll kind of see how our guys respond and all that. But really, we're going to learn a lot of what Texas State, the rest of Texas State's bullpen, is made out of tomorrow because they take on TCU in San Mar, in San Marcos. So if they just get clobbered tomorrow against a decent TCU team, then I think we can go into this weekend fairly assured, but. I just have a weird feeling that they 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 very well may beat TCU tomorrow, and we'll have us a we'll have us a good series up in San Marcos. So, I mean, I'd be glad if we won that series and won that series or kept up in the process. So, uh, that's kind of my view on their pitching staff and that pitcher in general.
2: Yeah, I think the approach this weekend is win the series. If we get the sweep, be thrilled. <laughs> they they are really oh good. be
3: be obnoxious pack yeah. pack pack the pee for Georgia Southern
2: if we we'll win the city anyway. let's blow up Twitter <laughs> like it's 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 time to party no there's doubt. a parade in oh, my yeah. city
3: you don't get fifty followers without making
2: movies. right that's right <laughs> hey. Uh, but yeah, they like he mentioned that big time pitcher, guys. That's number 25. His name's Levi Wells. He's special, guys. He is every bit as much as we admire Tanner Hall and everything he does. He is their version of that. Um, only walked seven guys all year. Uh, he's, he's good, he's really good. And like Scotty said, though, there's kind of a drop off statistically speaking after him. Um, their offense can really swing the bat, too. They had the conference player of the week last week, a guy named Chase Mora, and uh, all he did, really, I mean, you can call this impressive if you want to. All he did was go four for five against North Dakota State with four home runs and nine RBIs. Nice. So, yeah, that's all he do did. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, impressive. Number 36 for them. Um, guys, I'm looking here. They have three guys, it looks like, in their starting lineup, maybe four, who are batting over 300. Um, They have one guy with six homers, uh, two guys with five homers, one guy with seven homers. But the seven-homer guy, he hit four of them in that one game. And guys, they have only one guy in their whole lineup who has not hit a homer yet. Um, As far as stolen bases go, they don't steal much. They, they, they're they 13 for 15 for stolen bases. So, um, they can hit. They can hit hard. Uh, don't steal a ton, but they have hung a pretty good bit of runs on people. And that is Texas State as a whole, guys. I think their best hitter, I don't think I know their best hitter is Jose Gonzalez. Uh, that's number 23. We need to watch for him at the plate. He's going to be a He's a tough out, man. He's a tough out. He's hitting three hundred and eighty with six home runs on the season. Um, He was on the preseason all-sunbelt team along with the pitcher we talked about. Um, And then they had four guys on the preseason sunbelt team. Um, They were preseason tied for second as far as the coaches' poll, whereas we were in first. So... Tough weekend, big weekend, Uh, big one. We need to, first off, go to the Lady Eagles game, right? We need to pack out that softball complex, and then we need to be keeping up with with our Golden Eagles, too, as they take on a really tough Texas State team. And that's your rundown on Golden Eagle athletics this week. Would you like to add anything, Chuck?
1: No, man, I think that's a good rundown.
2: Scotty, would you like to add anything?
3: Uh, I'm looking at Texas State's batting lineup. They have, I think, one, two, three, four, five, five different players with 20 at bats hitting above a 300 average. So
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Just emphasizing if our pitching, if our pitchers do what they, if our pitchers do what they are supposed to this weekend, we need to be. It's very reassuring, but also, I mean, if they score a lot of runs, it's it's not the end of the world.
2: Gotta gotta get the bats going, Friday Never. night.
3: Major key.
2: You know, Chuck, I struggle with whether Friday night should be a can't wait to can't wait to see our guys against that pitcher or a. I very much could wait <laughs> <on this matchup. laughs> You know I'm excited though to see our guys go up against this guy. I you know, right. I think hopefully we'll carry over some of that momentum from hanging eleven runs on Sunday.
1: Well you know, Scotty said it best a while ago. It's just another team.
2: That's right.
1: Hopefully we'll just another team. Don't read we'll the high
2: carry, carry that momentum, beat Southeastern, then yeah. head out there Shoot, man. Let's let's shoot for the stars here and say we're about to sweep them and see what happens. That'd
1: be nice. Always oh, got to. Well, any final thoughts or final words, Scotty? Um, I think I'm good. Thank you all for having me. Right. It's been a blast. We had fun, man. Lane, you got any final words?
2: No, man. Scotty, thank you for your time, bud. You, we enjoyed having you on tonight. To uh, listeners, sure, don't forget about that blood drive this Thursday. And uh,
1: March
2: 16th, go to the softball games this weekend, they need you. And I think that's it, Chuck. That's about all I got.
1: We got it. All right, well, uh, until next time, we love y'all. Keep it safe. Um, thanks, Pate, for making us sound and look good. Thanks, Scotty, for coming on and joining us. And thanks, Lane, for. Doing what you do. And uh
2: and and we'll say so a bunch. I think I passed your number, Chuck.
1: I don't think you did. I think I stopped counting like eleven. So I don't think you got to twenty five. I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> Very uh. impressed. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll catch y'all next time and as always, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. The top. To the top.
0: Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.